hope you yogis are out there listening and I hope everyone's out here listening. On this episode, I basically chat with this soul sister who's based in Houston, Texas. Her name is Maxine Osborne. You'll want to have your tissues on hand for this episode. Uh, She talks about how yoga and dance has helped her heal through some unfathomable trauma. She then talks about taking these experiences and transforming the lives of hundreds of other women by facilitating wellness retreats and even inventing her own brand of yoga. Even if you're not into dance or yoga, you're most likely will be signing up for a class after you hear this episode. You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to For Better Self and Net Worth. Super excited today. I've got an amazing guest with me. Her name is Maxine Osborne. We had connected through a fan page for our favorite author, one of my favorite authors, and I know it's one of hers as well, Gabby Bernstein. And it was definitely meant to be, we connected, we both have a background in dance, and we both had eye exams this morning. We were both running late because we had... uh, I exams running over. It's just crazy. I believe in little signs, little synchronicities. And I'll go ahead and introduce Maxine to you. So Maxine, if you want to go ahead, give us a backstory of who you are, what you do, and when and what inspired you to start The Rising Goddess. Okay. Well, I'm Maxine Osborne and been married um, going on 31 years this year. It's hard to believe it's up already. I know. Time really flies. When you look like flies. you're 31 years old. Were you married? At <laughs> Yay! No. Remember, next week's my birthday. So I'm in the 50s. I'll yeah. tell you exactly what. what? <laughs> yes. Yes. So no. thank you. Thank no. you. Wait, my, my birthday was Tuesday and yours is... So we... Second. I'm a groundhog. Is this fate or what? We're both... It's both Aquarians. Okay. Yeah. This was meant to be. That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> love it. So, yeah. So, you know, John and I both have four kids, um, all grown. So my baby's 26 now. And um, they're all doing really well. And I'm very, very proud of each one of them and their successes. And, and uh, yeah. And so a little bit about me is stay-at-home mom for 
probably a good 20 years, went to school. I've always desired being a teacher. Kids, I was always drawn to kids, right? So since I was eight years old, I wanted to be a teacher. So while I was raising the kids, I took my college classes, you know, one at a time, two at a time. It took me forever to get my degree. Finally got it. Got a job teaching in my school district, right? And um, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. I My first year, I remember coming home crying, saying, oh, my God, what did I do? What did I do? Because it's just, it's so much more than what I thought. Um, the expectations that the, you know, school puts on you and, and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, but I love the kids. I was always, you know, I could sit down and talk to the kids and, you know, play with the kids and explain things. And we'd have, you know, these amazing conversations. And so that's, that's what I loved. And, um, so I, you know, stayed in the teaching field for many years. Um, and then my sister that raised me, who I call mom, um, wound up getting a brain disease in 2018, basically. And um, so I was driving back and forth um, three and a half, four hours every other week. I was on family medical leave. Um, the diagnosis for her was Cushville-Jacob disease, CJD for short, and it's rare and no cure, no treatment. So basically when we got the official diagnosis, she was sent home to prepare to die. And so that's what, you know, we were faced with and we may do with our time with her. And it was very important for me to, you know, having her take, take, excuse me, she took me in when I was seven after our biological mother died. Um, And it was my opportunity as I saw it to give back to her what she gave to me as far as life is concerned. So I spent that time helping to take care of her and um, she died March 19th. I'm sorry, March 9th, 2019. And um, in August, I got heart palpitations. I was heading back to start the new school year as a kindergarten teacher and palpitations kicked in about six days before and went to the doctor and I wore heart, um, heart monitor for two months and um, came back and doctors like your heart's in great condition and your job is stressing you out. And so I was like, he had recommended I quit my job and find something else. And I was like, wait a minute. I mean, this has been like a dream for me to teach since I was a little girl. And so for him to tell me that, look, you got a choice. It's either your health or your job. And obviously I, I chose me. I had to choose me. Right. Um, and I knew that something else would come around. I had to have, I had, had to dig deep and have faith again in God and, and my belief and know that something else was better coming around. So I resigned in December, 2019 said goodbye to my little kindergartners, cried and cried and cried, was scared like out of my mind <laughs> because what was going to happen? You know, that was my income. Um, I went ahead and decided I always wanted to train to be a yoga instructor. So I took training in February. I started that. Plus it was 
you know, good for me. They really dove in at that point after, you know, the loss of my mom and stuff. And I started teaching yoga classes and I have a big background in like feminine movement, right? So I actually have um, certification with FEM and, you know, never really taught it, but I definitely got trained in it. I was a pole dance instructor yes. with, <laughs> with S factor. So I got, you know, involved in that. That was, that was another step many years ago that is actually all of this has just rolled me into where I am today. Right. Um, and so I took everything that I've gathered throughout those years and started my own business, which is rising goddess international. And, um, Women have played a real, you know, deep passion of mine, especially with my biological mother. My father was abusive and my mother didn't feel worthy of being who she was, being a woman. Just, I mean, she just felt so trapped, I think, in her relationship with my father that she ended up taking her own life because she gave up. And... Um, of course that affected me growing up, not having a mother being raised by my sister who became my mom and really set started, you know, planting those seeds that you are worth something, you know? And so even with her though, you know, she always felt that she was dumb, that she wasn't smart enough to do things. And so when she got sick, a lot of that came out, you know, there was times where she would look at herself in the mirror and say, ah, stupid girl, stupid girl. And I'd have to tell her, it's like, no, no, no. You know, you are so intelligent. Look at this person in the mirror. You are so intelligent and you've got so much to offer. And so I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's emotional time for me. And um, I think, even myself, I started um, the pole dance classes. A friend of mine, it kept bugging me for months to go. And I finally gave in and went. And sitting in that room, I remember sitting in that room, it was dark. We had poles all around us. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what am I doing here? I'm, I mean, I'm a mom. I've got four kids. And I'm sitting in a room with stripper poles. <laughs> I live in a suburbanville neighborhood, you know, I'm on the PTO and, you know, going to school to be a teacher and what am I doing? And so it was all that society stigma of what is put on us as what poles define. Right? Yeah. I get that all the time. They're like, Oh, you know, the stripper pole in your house or you, you do stripper classes. And I'm like, no, it's not, it's not for strippers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It originated, so, in, it originated in China as pretty much an Olympian sport it was originally it, by men. And then look what we turned it into. Yeah. It's definitely a tough, tough skills needed to yes. pull yourself up that pole. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, society looks on it as a negative thing, a dirty thing. Yes. And so when I started, that's what was going in my mind. Right. But after the class, I noticed what a difference it made. One, the exercise is killer. <laughs> it's a tough Great exercise. workout. Right? And then 
I love to dance. And so that was something that was missing out of my life for many years. Um, Cause my husband and I, he doesn't really dance. So we never went to clubs and stuff like that. So it was my, my time. I was like, Oh, this involves dancing. It's dark. I can just go into myself and be free. And so I went ahead and signed up for a year's membership and um, I grew because I remember thinking when I first started, um, I would tell them I had such a negative thought of myself. You know, I would look at myself in the mirror and think I wasn't very pretty or look in the mirror and think, oh, my God, you're so fat. Right. You're supposed to look you're supposed to fit in this box of what a woman looks like. Cause that's what we yeah. see on the magazine covers and I didn't fit. And so all these voices, mind chatter would be going on in my head, telling myself how not, you know, I wasn't smart enough. I didn't have a degree. I wasn't thin enough. I didn't, you know, all these stuff that we hear or we read or we think that is what makes us us right as women. And, um, so that's what I started that pole dance class coming into and what a difference that made for my mindset. Right? Yeah. So a couple years pass, I'm still a student and I think, you know what? I want to give back what I gained as a student on these poles. And so I became a teacher and um, that's what really just stuck with me, right? Is empowering women, you know, looking at all the women that walked into my class and thinking, you know, some of them would tell me their stories about going through a divorce or how their, you know, significant other beat them or how they got bypassed in their job, you know, for promotions because of they were women. And it's just like, it stayed with me. So that's what Rising Goddess International came about. I started my own movement. It's called Goddess Yoga. I've taken all the feminine movements that I've learned through liquid motion, S factor, femme, and then a little bit of me and created my own yoga, including yoga in there. And um, I meshed all of that. in, and so I made my own. Um, I got my life coach certification so that I noticed that after many of my classes, women would be like in a puddle of tears. And they'd be like, wait a minute, what just happened? I was taking a yoga class. It's like, it's okay. The movement that I've created helps get out some of that stored traumas and emotions often come out. And it's okay. It's okay. We're emotional beings. It's okay for us to cry. It's okay for us to be angry. You know, it's okay for us to be sad. Um, I think emotions sometimes are, well, oftentimes shoved inside because they're not okay. Right. To keep it in, but exactly. If you allow yourself to feel your emotions, even meditate on them, it makes you heal faster. Exactly. Exactly. So that came into play. And then I started being asked by my, you know, goddess yoga students, when are you going to do a retreat? And so then the wheels started turning again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can totally do all this in a weekend. And how amazing. So I started my company on my birthday, February 2nd, um, let's see, uh, 20, 2021, actually, it's not even been a year yet. Um, 
started my first retreat in April and I had 10 women come. I have, you know, my daughters jumped on board and were helping me with everything. My youngest runs, she's social media marketing. She runs my website. My oldest one's a yoga instructor too. So she helps me with that. I mean, we've all worked together as a team. A couple friends come with me and they help with the food and everything. Um, and so, yeah, the first retreat was in April, 2021 and sold out in three weeks. And it was truly amazing. It was life-changing for the women. I get texts still saying, oh my gosh, this is what's happening in my life right now. So my goal is, is, you know, I've been to retreats through the years and I go, I enjoy my time there and then I leave and then I'm done. Right. My goal is anyone who attends my retreat, we stay connected. We are creating a sisterhood. You know, these women, we share our information. I mean, it's truly a sisterhood. A friendship grows in that weekend because we pour our hearts out, you know, unexpectedly, often. Um, And so that's what I'm there is, is to help we as women grow and support one one another and just be everything that we were created to be, you know? So I had another retreat in October and it was another amazing moment. Again, I'm getting messages from the women of the changes that they've made in their life. I've got one lady who's like, she came to the first one. She's written like five books since. I've got another one that just finally got her promotion that she's been dreaming for forever, right? She got promoted because she went in there and and started speaking her truth and and basically saying, look, this is what I expect. And if if this isn't going to happen, then I'm going to go somewhere else where I'm appreciated. And, And they're like, oh my God, don't leave. And so they gave her the next promotion. And so... It's just amazing, amazing the the healing that occurs and the women that come together at each one, they're just perfectly matched. And I just, I pray and just ask the universe to send me the women that require being at that particular retreat at that moment. And it happens every time. So amazing how it lines up. Yeah. And truly amazing. It's really inspiring to hear just you, your life started out trauma after trauma after trauma, and then you healed through dance and through movement. And now you have dedicated your life, even with the heart palpitations and then learning, you know, you had to start a new chapter. You had to leave your career to do something else, but now you're helping other people heal. Yeah. Is that also healing for you to see it in other women? Um, I think, yeah, I think, um, I think it's, it's natural when as healers in general, when you are able to help someone else, then things come back to you tenfold, right? It's, you know, it's, it's a yin and yang of life. You know, you give and you take it's, it's the balance. And so, yeah, I think, I think definitely I'm continuing to heal. I mean, we all have stories. We all have traumas. But when you can take a step back and look at what you've gone through as 
blessings to help you grow and get where you need to be, then those traumas no longer have a hold on you. It's, it's you let those chains go and you're free. You're free of that. And they don't know, you know, that's where you're, you're taking back your power, you know? So. Yeah. They say, they say feeling is healing. Yeah. And what, what my coach told me, she talks about the, you know, meditation going in really feeling your feelings and then letting those feelings expand within you. And when you learn to process your emotions, it makes you, as she says, unfuckwittable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really cool too, is, um, yes, doing it during meditation, but also doing it at the time when something comes up. Right. So let's say, you know, you have an argument with your significant other and you get angry. Right. And if you're able to just step back and look at that anger that you're currently in and feel it and see where, you know, what it's all about. Give yourself permission, right, to, to really look within. And then you play with it, right? Because basically, we're role-playing. We're, we're like role-playing our life. We can create whatever life we desire. It's just figuring out whether you choose to play this way or you choose to play another way. So you can stay in that anger, yeah. right? And see what it does for you. Or you can step out, take a look at it, saying, okay, I'm pissed. Okay, he pissed. He didn't he didn't flush the freaking toilet again, right? <laughs> I mean, okay. And then you can turn around and make it a joke. Like, oh, my God, he did it again. He did it again. Okay. This time, you know, and just make it a game. Then that anger that you're feeling no longer has that power over you. Yeah. And so you can shift and change, change it to making it a joke and being, you know, choosing happiness, choosing joy instead. Okay. Maybe try the saran wrap on the toilet seat thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, Hey, you made using the bathroom inconvenient for me. <laughs> now jokes on you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just, I mean, just playing with things. Um, what I found is by not, by not allowing things to emotions to control me, I've learned to control my own emotions. So there's, and life is, oh my gosh, it's so much easier. It's so much easier when you turn around and choose to make life fun and easy or situations fun and easy, they become fun and easy. It's the same thing with that, you know, Gabby teaches right? In all her books, it's, it's about taking that step back and just making that choice. It's yours to, to choose, you know? So think, feel that feelings, think the thought, then choose again. The yeah. That she's talking yeah. About. yeah. I mean, you can sit and stay in your anger. There's absolutely no judgment in that, but what is that doing for you? How is that helping? Yeah. I think it's great to see, and maybe it's just my observation, but I see that the movement in healing and really examining your emotions and who you are, that's something that's becoming very common with our generation. Maybe I'm just now noticing it. And even with men, I was listening to another podcast, Angie Lee show. She was talking about breath work 
And the guy changed her life. He was talking about how it's actually becoming more common for men to show emotions. Cause used to, it was like, you know, the antique lumberjacks go in, chop some wood, look tough, never cry. Now it's becoming more common for them to feel and heal. And, you know, just in the future, create a better, create better relationships, create better environments, work environments. I mean, people are able to be emotionally centered and process what they're feeling. They're going to be better to the world around them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Not only that, when you start, I think, creating things within yourself. Yeah. Then things around you start to shift and change for you, depending on what it is you're choosing, you know? Yeah. I I did a, um, I talked about manifesting and I went to a manifesting workshop with a friend that teaches yoga. And she says, manifesting is about, and I think Gabby said this too, you know, we look at manifesting, we look at it like the law of attraction, thoughts become things, but manifesting really is about becoming the kind of person that attracts those things in life. Yes. Yeah. But you start to embody it. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the other thing that I've learned through my years, and this is what I love about sharing with other people, um, is your words, how powerful your words are. Right. So I got introduced to a lot of this, you know, like 15 years ago through a friend of mine who I went to a workshop on conscious language. And um, the guy, there's a guy that wrote a book. It's Robert Tennyson Stevens on conscious language. And it's really using your words to create your highest good or your desires in life. Right. And so one of my things that I used to always say was, I never have enough money. I never have enough money. Right. How many of us say, I can't buy that. I don't have enough money. I can't go there. I don't have enough money. Right? And a lot of times it's, it's not necessarily not having it. It's just how your habits around money mm-hmm. because people that are making, even people that make millions of dollars or six figures, they go broke just as quickly as somebody who's making an entry level salary Yeah, because subconsciously they don't think they're worth it. So they spend it quickly or if they're not used to having it, they spend it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the key thing is I don't have, Right. So those words are all, I mean, that's what you're putting out there. That yeah. you, universe is listening. You don't have. So guess what the universe is going to send you? You don't have. All right. It's changing those words. Cutting you off. That's what the universe says. Exactly. You that's what you're, <laughs> that's what you're praying. That's what you're praying. And so, yeah, changing your words to, and this is something I started doing years ago, was I always have everything I require. I am abundant. And you know what? Um, It's funny because I remember at one point I would look at my bank account balance and, and I'd be like, I'd have that, my heart beating like, Oh crap. I just spent X amount of dollars. And I, I, let me look at the account and it would have more than I thought it did. Right. And so I was like, Oh, thank God. Where'd that money come from? Wait. Okay. Stop. Don't ask how, just be grateful. Yes. Right? And so I started doing that. I always have more than I require. I am abundant. And that's what started manifesting. That's incredible. So I always have more than I require. 
not just to always have what I require because the word require may come from a, but more than you require. And I am abundant. Yeah. Yeah. And start living in, in those particular, that particular decree, you know, you got to feel it. You can speak all you want, but if you're not feeling your words, like really feel to where they make your inside just shush, you know, shudder. You know, you get that feeling like, oh, yes, you know, or even through like um, with love, right? Divine partners, finding somebody. Yes. Right. Just calling in, you know, with my husband, you know, you're, I mean, obviously we've been married going on 31 years, but years, it's amazing. It, it, it was, there was a time in our life where they were like, gosh, is this really going to work? Right. And I think um, that's another one that I started decreeing is my, my husband always, you know, he brings me flowers. He tells me he loves me every day. I started, I started creating the man of my dreams, right? My man. And so um, sure enough, that's what started eventually happening. Like my husband now has, and he's so sweet. He just thinks of the littlest things. Like he'll put a rose on my dashboard in my car before he goes to work. So that when I'm leaving, I have the single rose right there from him. Just simple stuff. Sometimes he'll put a piece of chocolate on my pillow, right? That you see in the hotels, but he does it here at home and just puts a chocolate on there, right? Um, he'll, he sends me flowers at work. Um, and people will ask me that, you know, the other teacher would be like, Oh, is it your birthday? No. Is it your anniversary? No. Why'd you get flowers? Because, because he loves me. And in his card, you know, him, it just says, just because. Just and because. so it's just those little things, but this is the man that I created way early on in our marriage. We, he didn't do these things. Right. So these are the things that I just started desiring and I created that. And then before you found a husband that really appreciated you, you let yourself feel appreciated yeah, and loved before that. That's incredible. Yeah. You got to love yourself. Yeah. When you start truly, truly loving yourself, then it just eludes from you and you call in love. Yes. That's, I feel like, you know, I feel like I've always had, I've always had decent, you know, decently healthy self-esteem you know, I was raised to be confident, but something that I had to learn was when I really started kind of the self-love journey, not just loving myself, but loving the mistakes, loving myself, even through the mistakes I've made, loving the parts of myself that may not be so great. So if I'm being superficial, that's not an attractive trait, but just loving that and forgiving myself anyway for having that trait. And what I started to notice is my circle has changed Yeah, more high vibe. I've got, you know, really successful friends who are always encouraging, always looking to do good things for themselves. We're all into self-care. We're all into working out, filling ourselves with good food. And it's, it's crazy. Like what you become is what you surround yourself with. And it's funny when I started doing the pole dancing, I came out, just had the best time, just super high vibe feeling light and happy just because it's, it's liberating. And yeah, yeah. if you've been through anything traumatic, 
you actually have ownership of your body over that. So, you know, being sexually harassed yeah, by, by random guys or by just people that I used to work with or being just picked on you dancing gives you ownership of that of your body yeah Yeah. and what I started to notice was when I started dancing when I found something that made me happy I had groups of people they started to tease me they started to make comments like oh why don't you just get on the pole or like knowing that I wasn't moonlighting as an exotic dancer yeah wrong with that I mean I I don't absolutely anyone else's lifestyle absolutely but that teasing came from a place of them wanting to do the same thing, but there was something stopping them. Judgment. Judgment. Yes. Judgment comes from a place where it's when you judge somebody, if there's something you don't like about somebody, that's something that you want in yourself. Yeah. There was a writer that every, all my friends are crazy about. And I was like, I just don't like her. I just, I don't like this stuff. And I'm like, she's narcissistic. She talks about herself all the time. And then I thought, oh, wait, if I feel that way, that's time for me to give space to other people. If I don't like that about this person. Yeah. yeah. Oftentimes when somebody, they, they just mirror back what requires healing within you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, and that's hard. That's sometimes really hard to look at, yeah. you know, but yeah, when you're again, when you're able to say, okay, this is what I'm seeing. This person is being judgmental or whatever, you know, then, then that means I still have a little bit of that in me that I require looking at and shifting and shifting. Absolutely. It sounds like your retreats are so activating for people. You talk about somebody wrote five books after the retreat, somebody got the promotion. (sighs) What? What goes on? What are the things about your retreats? We may have some listeners here who are looking to go on a yoga retreat and learn about themselves. And where do your retreats take place? So, um, you know, I've, I've pretty much stay in the hill country of Texas right now and um, planning on branching out. So um, close to Dallas? Um, country? Or Wimberley, Texas. Um, our next one that's coming up this April is Canyon Lake. Can you like, um, right there. So those who, and my, trust me, my, the first one, everybody flew in from somewhere. I mean, Arizona, I have people from Denver. I have people from Pennsylvania. I have no idea how these people, yeah, but they flew in for the retreat. And so there's a lot that come in. Um, and, you know, we, we just really work on, first of all, the Friday night is, is more social. It's just getting comfortable, right? Getting set in. Um, Yeah. And then Saturday, girl, we hit it hard. (laughs) We hit it hard. And um, we start out the morning in a um, yoga, morning yoga, and then have our breakfast. Our breakfast is provided by us. We make everything. It's all organic. We accommodate for your dietary needs, whether it be vegan or gluten-free or what have you. Um, and yeah, my daughters, again, they're the ones that come in and they make everything beautiful. If you go to our website, you can see bits and pieces of, of what the food looks like. It's just like, wow, they make it so gorgeous. Um, and then after breakfast, we gather together in a women's circle 
And, you know, we, we talk, we talk. And I think creating that women's circle, there's just something magical about women gathering a circle. And it just allows, it's like, allows women to open up and pour their hearts out and feel safe. I'm real big on feeling, having my women feel safe and secure. Yeah. Like no cameras allowed. You leave your phones away from the circle. Um, we don't videotape because this is private. This is personal. This is a time where you can lay whatever it is that you are holding on to and allow us to help guide you to, to shift that, you know, what's been holding you back, you know? Um, and I think as we go around and each one of us share something, then, then um, it's almost like a, that weight lifted off of you, you know? And so then you can walk away and it's emotional, totally emotional. And I think sometimes it can be exhausting because I know, I know that Saturdays usually are, you know, you wake up and you're ready to go. And then by mid afternoon, you're kind of tired. So we, you know, we fuel up on real healthy foods. And, um, my, my biggest thing is goddess yoga in the evening. Everybody participates in goddess yoga, regardless how tired you are. It doesn't matter if you lay on your mat the whole time. But again, there's something about me walking you through the goddess yoga movement after everything that we poured out that morning, that day, um, to get those additional emotions out, you know, cause it's an emotional day. Yeah. So the whole purpose of goddess yoga is to, again, movement to dance it out, you know, giving yourself permission to let go. Right. And so we'll also do um, gather after that at a campfire chat and just talk about what's what, how the day was for you and write, we write a note and we throw it in the fire, let it go. Let it go. And so, yeah, I think that's, it's just, honestly, I don't do anything. I allow God and the or universe, whatever you choose to call it. Again, I'm open, no judgment to, to who you choose to believe in. Um, and I'm just the tool. I'm simply the tool to allow you that space and that time to heal whatever it is you're needing to heal so that it can take you on to the next journey in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. That's very important. It's, and you know, I think you notice when you do a lot of healing, that's when a lot of things comes up. You talk about people crying in yoga. I went on a retreat where, you know, we ate all the healthy food. We did, you know, just a lot of walking around. We did the yoga. And I think it was like middle of the way, out of nowhere, I get sick. I get stomach bug. Yeah. And the food wow. was cooked in house. It was all health, perfectly healthy. So that wasn't it. And there were two other women that got the same thing that were. Mm. And one of the girls that was on this retreat with us, she does plant medicine. And she said, when you're healing your body, which what yoga does, which is what eating healthy does, when you're trying to heal and when you're doing that, things come up. I was just, I was blown away because yeah. I didn't drink. 
at yeah. all. Well, I had, had maybe like a glass of wine on the last night. I didn't drink. I didn't do I'm like, why do I feel so sick? It's but a it, detox. It's detox. And the ego will come and manifest itself in so many ways when you're yeah. trying to move forward. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's been a, a, a retreat that I went to and um, I got so sick beforehand, like literally two days beforehand, I had a fever. I was, you know, had both ends going. It was just like, what the heck? And I called the, you know, um, person hosting the retreat. I'm like, I'm really sick. I don't think I should come. Right. And they're like, no, 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 this is, this is, a, you know, your limited patterns are trying to take you down. Because they know that there's something good on the other side of this. So yes. buckle up, buttercup, get in the car and come <laughs> on. And I did. I forced myself to go. I felt like crap. And I was gentle with myself while I was there. And sure enough, you know, I got something more. Matter of fact, um, I, I've been hypo, you know, uh, diagnosed hypothyroid, right? So I've been taking thyroid medicine for many, many years. And I was on a high dose, like 173 MCGs. And through this work in the last couple of years that I've been doing and running, you know, running Rising Goddess, my thyroid medicine has actually dropped down to 100 MCGs. And then about seven months ago, my doctor dropped it down again to 50 MCGs. So I'm healing my thyroid, right? So your thyroid is in your throat chakra and it's about speaking, right? And I, I think there's a lot of women that have thyroid issues, you know, that are hypothyroid because they hold back their voice. And that was me. I didn't always speak my truth. I held it in, you know, especially after seeing my father beat my mother when I was a little girl. That's when I learned that it didn't matter what I said. It wasn't going to stop. So why bother saying anything? So I tend to, I tended to suck it in and not say anything. And so through all this healing that I've been doing through the years, and then my, again, like you said, you when you heal, help others heal, you end up healing yourself. Well, my thyroid is being healed. My voice is being heard for the first time. And yeah. And the other thing, my, my eyes, my eyes actually have my visions improved. So it's. Isn't that it's, something? It's, yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's amazing. Mine has stayed the same, but I'm glad it's the same in each eye. So I only have to buy one box contacts. There you go. <laughs> no, I mean, mine are, mine went from like a negative three and now they're like a negative 175. Okay. So that's pretty good. That is, yeah. That's like almost half. That I mean, no wonder my glasses weren't working. I was like, that's miraculous, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, wow, wow. So there's something about obviously finding your truth, speaking your truth, you know, changing and shifting your words, giving yourself permission, you know, to heal or to do, to, to do whatever. And knowing that 
I'm worth something. I'm worth all of this. I'm worth, you know, being here with you talking about this. I'm worth being a life coach and helping guide women. I mean, this is something my mother didn't have, which is why she took her life, you know? And here I am doing the complete opposite. I want to help women who feel like my mother felt so that women don't have to feel that way. My daughters, my daughters, oh my gosh, the confidence that they have, I look at them and I literally get a lump in my throat from wanting to cry because they're truly amazing, strong, independent women. And what's funny is is that they know it. Yeah. And they're okay with that. Yeah. And is, are they being encouraged by their younger? I remember being younger, like being in high school and middle school, even college, you're not really encouraged to be confident, to really be yourself. You know, you're encouraged to take up. And this is what something my dance teacher taught me. She said, you're encouraged to take up less space. Yeah. Subconsciously, we're not supposed to take a lot of space. We're not supposed to have opinions. We're not supposed to be funny. That uh, that is funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually funny. Because we're taking a little space. space. That's funny because in my my goddess yoga, one of the things is we do hip circles, right? And I tell the women, I want your hips to hit every single corner of this room, you know? Take up space. Make it big make you big. You deserve it. We, we were created Mm -hmm. to take up space. We were created to speak our thoughts because our thoughts aren't all the same. No. But what are we building if we share them together and listen to each other? Yeah. We're not, we're not built to play small. We're not. And it's funny because you mentioned some of like limits, how the ego kind of manifests itself. I was thinking of Gay Hendricks. There's a book called The Big Leap. Sometimes the upper limit can manifest as sickness. The upper limit can manifest itself as, you know, a breakdown or something like that happening. But just being able to break through it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're warriors. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just warriors. Unfortunately, along the path of our life, we've forgotten that. Yeah. You know, we've forgotten it. And then life situations occur to keep us down. Yeah. There's that old saying, what would you attempt to do if you knew that you could not fail? There is no failure. Yeah. You know, bottom line, there isn't failure. It just is. It just is. And when you can let go of all those limited beliefs that are holding you back, I mean, wow. I mean, look what I'm doing. I've gone from stay-at-home mom to elementary school teacher to, you know, now I'm yoga instructor and leading retreats. I mean, if you had asked me 20 years ago or even 10 years ago or five years ago if I'd be doing this, I mean, I dreamt of doing it. I would always have these visions of seeing myself you know, gathered around women doing this. But at that point, it was like, who am I to do something like that? Who am I to tell these women how to, you know, live their life or whatever? And then, yeah. But then 
Here you I still am. work with children. Well, women are the mothers of children. Ex- okay. So you're, yeah. So you are working with children. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Women are connected to children. The women that come are often, I mean, mothers. And so they get to go home and share this with their kids. Everything I, we do at the retreat, you know, once you heal yourself, you're healing your generations, seven generations back and seven generations forward. So everything I do for me, I'm healing my daughters. I'm healing my grandchildren. I'm healing my great grandchildren. So that whatever pattern that I have been running in my head of, you know, not being good enough, then when I heal that, I mean, my girls are confident because they don't, they're not worried about not being good enough. They already know that they're good enough because I healed that part within me. We're all connected. Our, I mean, you stop and think our cells are, are connected, you know, um, <clears throat> a little quick story too. Um, so my mother was pregnant with me when she was 42 and she passed when she was 46 Right. So I remember when I turned 42, I had these feelings of wanting to, to die, wanting to commit suicide. And I, I remember sitting there thinking, what is going on with me? Like, I was feeling this stuff, thinking this stuff, but yet it didn't feel like me. So I was really confused. And um, I had I, shared it with a friend and she's like, well, how old was your mother when she was pregnant with you? So she's 42. Well, how old are you? Well, I'm 42. She goes, so everything your mother was going through in her life at that time is shared through the cells that while she, you, she was pregnant with you. So the, those feelings of depression and, you know, wanting to leave this planet and all that, she was thinking it and feeling it, which got shared to you being in within, being in the womb. And when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh. She goes, you should always ask yourself when you're feeling something, is this mine? Is what I'm feeling truly mine? Is it mine, Carrie? Yeah, because sometimes it's not yours. It's your mother's. Or your grandmother's, right? It's ancestral. And so when you realize, when you are able to realize whether it's yours or if it's separate, then you can let it go, right? But I couldn't, I mean, I'll I'll always remember, I was like, what is going on? I feel this, but yet I have a a good life. Like I've got good kids. I have a nice house. I mean, I'm, I'm stable. I'm secure. I'm I couldn't get, I couldn't figure it out until my friend, when she shared that, I was like, oh my God, I get it now. And so at that point, then that, that was my message to start to heal that part of me within me so that it heals for my children. So that depression and self lack of self-worth and thoughts of suicide are diminished for my children. And so that's what I did. That's, that's what really kicked me into the work that I'm doing 
is be, it's for my children. Yeah. It's for my kids. You know, if I could help other women to heal themselves and heal their kids. Oh man, I'm there. Yes. I'm there. I'll put the armor on and get me my sword and I'm there. I will fight with you. So, yeah. That's amazing. So, I mean, the work that you do is not only directly impacting the people that you work directly with, it's impacting just their children. It's impacting their friends or everyone around them, their coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's so expensive. Yes. Yeah. Who'd have thought, right? I mean, like I said, I would never have imagined yeah. to do this, but I, I feel such a strong passion. And, you know, I with my packages, um, with the retreats itself, I mean, like I said, we do the yoga. We have goddess yoga. You get um, coaching sessions. You get my cell phone. So if there's something that's you're going through right at that moment and you need something, my, these women know they can text me, you know, I'll, I'll get with them. We can have that coaching session and I can help you walk through whatever it is. I mean, that's a sisterhood I desire building is that we are there for each other through thick and thin. Wonderful. Well, tell us real quick um, about a book that inspired you. Ask people what their favorite books are and tell us how you like to invest in yourself how you like to give back to yourself because you're caring for others. What is your favorite form of self-care and favorite yeah. thing to buy for yourself? Yeah. Okay. So gosh, there's so many books. It's really hard to narrow down, but I think the, or the one book, the culprit that really helped me in my own self-improvement self-care or more so self-improvement is, um, is a book conscious language by Robert Tennyson Stevens. And actually, he has a new book out. Um, it's um, My Word Made Flesh. I just I have it in here, right? Okay. And so it, it's, it's taught, again, it really delves into your words. Like the word want. I want a new car. Well, when you want something, if you actually look it up in the dictionary, want is something, the de- definition is to not have, right? It's separate from you. So when you, when you say, I want something, well, universe is not going to give it to you because it, there's that separation. Yeah. Test driver right? what car you want. So you get yeah. the feeling of having it. Yeah. I have, you know, I, you know, I, instead of I want, I desire. I desire. I have, right. And specificity. That's the other thing I've learned through the years is specificity. You know, I desire a white Lexus RX 350 with tan interior, leather interior, heated seats. I mean, specific, right? And that's what will be provided for you, you know? Um, So, yeah. And then, of course, all of Gabby's books. You know, I've always heard about Gabby Berenstein, but didn't really pick up books of hers. I picked up one, um, I think, a few years ago. Um, the universe has your back. Yeah. That was my first Gabby book. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like probably, I don't know, six years ago that I picked that up and I loved it. Right. And then um, the most recent one, since I started that manifestation um, group 
that she had going at the beginning of the year, um, the super attractor. Yeah. So I'm in the process of reading that one. Um, love her books though. I love how, you know, even listening to them. I mean, they're just so real there. I feel like she's one that walks the walk and talks the talk. You know, many times you'll get a book and they are talking the talk, but there's also, you're not quite sure if they're really walking that walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think with her though, I, I get the feeling that she's, she's authentic. She, yes. she gets it. And I love that. I love that about her. Um, yeah. And then what I do for self-care, you know, that this is a big one because we're energetic beings, right? And so as we walk around, we have a tendency to pick other people's energy up. And again, that's that question is of whenever you're feeling a certain way, is this mine? Because it could be, yes, it could be Joe that just walked down the sidewalk with you, you know, that you just, it just kind of slapped on you without realization. So I think it's important every single week I take a hot, hot bath, right? Make sure my house has a tub. If not, I mean, a hot shower will work. Um, and I, I put like at least a pound to two, I know this sounds a lot, a pound to two pounds of salt, real salt in that tub. Right. And then I put in um, usually like a cup or two cups of apple cider vinegar and my favorite essential oil, um, you know, depending on what I want to do. Lavender is real common um, for calming. Yeah. For going right before you go to bed, lavender oil. Yeah. yeah. And then if you take it in the morning, you know, your citrus oils are uplifting. Yes. For me personally, my favorite are the, the mints. Um, the peppermints, the winter mints, the, you know, that kind of thing. I actually, I I love those. So I get in that tub and sometimes I play meditation music. Sometimes I don't, but I turn off all the lights. I might have a candle or two in there and I like literally sink myself into the water, except for this part, my nose and my mouth. And I just, I close my eyes and I just, I soak, I soak and the salt um, and the vinegar are going to cleanse your aura. They're going to cleanse your energy. And um, I think that's important to do it, especially if you're doing any kind of healing work with anybody. It's important to do it at least, you know, once, twice, three times a week, do it as often as you want. But um, that's my self care. That's awesome. And that's great that you've had, you make that time to invest in yourself so you can continue to give back and to heal others. Well, I can definitely tell whenever I let it go and I don't have time, I don't make the time, then I can feel it. I can feel for sure. So, yeah. Well, tell the listeners how we can work with you, support you, attend your retreats and yeah, where we can meet you. Awesome. Um, so I've got a retreat coming up. Um, usually they're in April and October. And um, I have a website. It's, um, you know, www.risinggoddessinternational.com. Um, I have an email. It's rising.goddess um, at yahoo.com. 
And so that's a place you can check out. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, yeah, retreats. If you if you have a yoga center or something, I'll be more than happy to travel to you and do a goddess yoga class. Um, I definitely up. need to get in on this. Yeah, you're going to love it. You would love it. It's I usually do two hours class workshop. It can be whatever you want, you know. Um, I'm getting ready to do a one day retreat so that I notice that some women can't get away for the weekend. So I'm going to be doing a one day retreat where it's like, you know, nine o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night, we'll provide lunch. And we just kind of go through what we do a little bit of during the retreat, during the weekend retreat, it's just kind of shortened, um, yeah, I want to start launching some classes on, you know, via Zoom. So I'll be posting that on the website as, as well. Yeah. And then if anybody has any questions on or they're feeling a certain way or they just need some guidance, you know, get on my website, shoot me an email, you know, shoot me a text. My phone number is on my website. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm more about just wanting to help other women. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for the work that you do. I'm so really fun. honored to have you a guest as a guest on the show. I'm going to include your information in the show notes. So listeners know where to find you. Yeah. And I have brochures. I can mail you some if you want. Yes. 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 Awesome. And is there anything you want to leave everybody with? Um, yeah, I came across this quote recently and it's, it's been, it's kind of been my favorite, um, lately. And I see if I can see it because <laughs> my contacts aren't working. Um, so a goddess, a goddess is an ordinary woman who has stepped out of the shadows of self-doubt and into her light of love. That's kind of my, you know, my drive in what I'm doing is helping women, find their inner goddess and step out into the light. So, yeah. Wonderful. That's very fitting. Yeah. Yeah. I I will need a copy of that quote. Yeah. It hits home for me. It's just, I read it one day and I was like, Oh my gosh, I could feel all my insides tingle. Right. (laughs) Yes. It was meant to be. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Love this. I know I'm going to be replaying this on repeat to hear this over and over again and be inspired. (laughs) Well, you you got my number. (laughs) Yes. You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. 
based out of Nashville, Tennessee. She makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. 